Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Welcome to our message this Monday. When you commit yourself to building the house of God, you will see that it will be easier to build a house of your own. In this Monday's practical teaching, you will learn steps on how to build successfully. Whatever you sow is what you shall reap according to scripture. And from today's message, you will learn exactly what it means to build the house of God and what side effects and benefits you can expect to enjoy by taking on this great work. After today's message, I believe you shall see the promise fulfilled that if you build a house for God, he too shall build a house for you. Shall we pray? Father, thank you so much for this afternoon. As we come before your holy word, we pray that you would inspire us, build up our hearts, open our hearts, give us understanding and wisdom that your will will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated, and please turn with me to Psalm 23. I'm happy to be back home. I was in America uh, and uh, visited a church in Panama, which invited me to minister for their convention. And um, after that, I was in America for our shepherd's camp meeting. And um, that was a good camp meeting. We had a, what do you call it, uh, members from all our churches in the North American region. That is Canada, which is Vancouver, and Toronto uh, coming down, and as well as uh, our pastors and members from New York City, Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn, um, the Bronx, and also uh, pastors and members from New Jersey, and also from Connecticut, and from Worcester, Massachusetts, Virginia, Maryland, Silver Springs, and also from Baltimore, and Maryland, and Washington, and also Los Angeles, Lighthouse Chapel, all over in all these places. Are you excited about that? Amen. Well, it was a good time because I, I, at a point I was seeing so many people I hadn't seen for such a long time. So I thought I was in heaven and I was meeting, you know, old folks I hadn't seen for many years and we were meeting again. So that was a good and it, it sort of struck me that, you know, you cannot see people for a long time and then one day you will see all of them again somewhere. So it's good. How many are glad that one day we'll see all of ourselves again somewhere one day in the sweet by and by. Hallelujah. All right. And uh, the churches are doing well. The pastors are really working hard. Uh, they are preaching, ministering. And one of the characteristics about Lighthouse uh, members is that we teach a lot about leadership and becoming shepherds and pastors and doing the work of God. How many have noticed that we preach a lot about that? All right. So you find out that wherever they go, they try to do their best for the Lord. And so we thank the Lord for all of these uh, people. Some people drove 54 hours from Vancouver. You know, that is on the other side in Canada. It's a six-hour flight, like from London to Accra. They drove, there were five of them in a car, and they, they, didn't, they didn't sleep at all. They would drive, and this person would sleep, and then after that, they would change drivers, and they drove all the way, continuous driving, about 50 hours, and then they arrived at the camp. <laughs> that was something. Hallelujah. Huh? The roads, their roads, their roads. Their roads are good, good roads driving. And I think that um, the zeal of the Lord is good. And you'll be surprised. Every time you start a church, there are always people who are happy to come and be part of the church and be blessed to be a part of the church. And there are people who are happy to read the books and listen to the tapes and share with people and grow up in the Lord. And it's making a lot of difference, you know, because um, 
most of us who are here think that if we can get there, things will be all right. But there are many people there who, for whom things are not all right. It's not as easy as it sounds. And so Christ and the church has made a lot of difference to their lives and has brought meaning. Amen. And also one of our pastors got married, Pastor Sechiama, to one of our sisters, a doctor, uh, Dr. Teresa, and, and p Is that, no, I think that's a, Edwin p yeah. Uh, so they got married on the Sunday that I was there, I officiated their wedding. So we had a camp and a wedding. And it was powerful, hallelujah. So by now, they are asleep now, so I'm sure they are together, sleeping somewhere, hallelujah. Are you glad that the Lord is good? And they were able to locate themselves. One was in New York, and then somebody was in England, and through the Lighthouse Network, they were able to find themselves and be happy. Hallelujah. All right. So I bring you greetings from all of them. And um, we thank the Lord for an opportunity to be here as we build up towards our election on Thursday. Amen. Uh, uh, we'll tell you some more about the election after preaching. Amen. But now we want to go into the Word. And um, we want to go back to our series, I Shall Not Want. Psalm 23, verse number 1. What does it say? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. All right, Bible is saying here that God is showing us that we shall not want when the Lord is our shepherd. I'm going to be preaching, I shall not want for a very long time. So just be around and uh, you're going to be blessed. Amen. I want you to follow, listen to the things that are being shared and you'll be blessed. Now, we moved on to the part two of I shall not want, which is you shall build a house. Is that not so? Do you have your notes around? And I was giving you some steps to building a house. How many steps have I given you? Six steps already. All right. What's the first step? Ask for and acquire wisdom. Amen. What is the second step? Make it a early priority in your life to build a house. Is that not so? How many are making it an early priority? How many have realized that if you had made it an early priority, you could have built a house by now? How many feel that looking at certain things, you could have built a house by now? Yeah. I feel that if I had made it an earlier priority in my life, I would have built a house whilst I was a student. But I didn't know anything about building. I would have got land in the best part of Accra. Because at that time, when I was a student, you see, mind you, I was a student um, in the university 18 years ago. That, that's, when I, that's when I went to the university, 18 years ago. So if 18 years ago I had gone to East Legon to buy a plot of land, you get what I'm saying? I would have had the nicest plots of land in East Legon. But right now, if I go to East Legon to try and buy a plot of land, I may not be able to afford it. It's likely that I wouldn't be able to afford a plot of land at East Legon today. So if 18 years ago I had a vision that I'm going to build a house as a student, man, maybe by now I'll be swimming in my swimming pool in East Legon. Man! Oh, you don't want me to swim in my swimming pool at East Legon? And the way you've all squeezed your face as if I've given you uh, uh, lemon juice to drink. Huh? All right. So make it an early priority. An early priority. Anybody, pastor, make it an early priority to build a church. Uh, Whoever you are, make it an early priority to build it. And before I forget, I want to say welcome to our nurses. We are honored that you have... uh, chosen to come to Lighthouse. We love nurses in this church. Amen. Because I was a doctor, I am still a doctor, and I really appreciate the work of nurses. You are one of the most important groups of people. Anytime you need somebody to fight your cause, come and see me. 
I will fight for you. Amen. Because I think that you, you are very important uh, people. And I feel that you are not uh, uh, regarded as you should be. And uh, your salary and so on. In fact, um, it's unfortunate. Uh, if a nurse earns uh, 200000 how much is 200000 That's $30. $30 a month. That, that, there's no wonder that the nurses are going to England. Can you blame them? You can say it's a thankless job and God will reward them. I, I don't really agree with that. I, I, I think that uh, nurses, your reward is on earth for the work that you are doing. It's not in the Bible that go ye into the world and look after sick patients and you shall be rewarded in heaven. No. That is different. Preaching the gospel is different from nursing. Amen. All right. So I believe that your reward must also be here on earth. And God is looking at your good works too. Amen. So please, um, you, are, you are blessed and I pray that God will increase your salaries. Amen. And give you cars and houses to live in. In Jesus' name. Amen. I, I, you see, when, I, when we get to the next series, the next part of this, I, I, I'm surprised that we haven't finished, but when we get to the next part, you are going to be surprised. Because the next part is you shall something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to say what it is now. I'm surprised that we haven't finished this you shall build a house thing. It's disturbing me, but we have to finish it maybe today. Because when we get to the next part, you are going to be surprised at what God is going to do for you. Amen. How many are excited about the next part? All right. So we'll get to part three soon, but we are still on you shall build a house. Hallelujah. All right, now, so step number three to building a house. Avoid following pleasures. Pleasures, papayas, minerals, malta Guinness. Some of you don't even drink ordinary milk, you only drink malta. That is why. You have not been able to build a house. The next one. Step of frugality. Amen. That is number four. Next one, number five. What? Humility. 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 Number six. Avoid borrowing. Amen. Amen. All right, so... These are very, very, very important uh, steps. Step number seven um, today is to build God's house. Build God's house. Build God's house. Amen. That is the seventh step to um, building a house. Hallelujah. Seventh step to building a house. Turn with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 17. Have you found 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verse number 1? And we want to read. All right. It says, And it came about when David dwelt in his house that David said to Nathan the prophet, Behold, I am dwelling in a house of cedar, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under curtains. Then Nathan said to David, do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. And it came, to, it came about the same night that the word of God came to Nathan, saying, go and tell David my servant, thus says the Lord, you shall not build a house for me to dwell in, for I have not dwelt in a house since the day that I brought up Israel to this day, but I have gone forth from tent to tent and from one dwelling place to another. Verse number six, in all places where I have walked with all Israel, I have spoken a word with any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people, saying, why have you not built for me a house of cedar? Now, therefore, thus says Therefore you shall say to my servant, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be leader over my people. And I have been with you wherever your enemies from before you. And I have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make you a name like the name of the great ones who are in the earth. 
and I will appoint a place for my people Israel and I will plant them that they may dwell with me in their own place and be moved no more. Say amen. amen. Neither shall the wicked waste them any more as formerly. Verse 10. Even from the day that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel. And I will subdue all your enemies. Moreover, I tell you that the Lord will build a house for you. Amen. Amen. Now, notice in First Chronicles chapter 17, the Bible is saying here that David came to see the prophet Nathan and said, Prophet Nathan, I want a house to build a house for the Lord because he said, I'm dwelling in a nice house and the Lord's house is not good. I don't see why I should have a nice house with tiles on the floor when the house of the Lord has no tiles. I don't see why I should have a carpet in my house when the house of the Lord has no carpet. And so he came along and he said, I cannot dwell in this house, in the house of the Lord. There's no house of the Lord. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't be building my own thing when the, the Lord has no place for himself. No, that's David. That's David. He came and he looked and he said, the Lord is living in a tent. Some of you don't know what the tabernacle is, but the tabernacle was a tent. Simply put, a tent. And in the tent, tent was divided into two, and the tent, one part of the tent had these cherubims and so on, and it had a chair and so on, which there was no one sitting on, and that was the house of the Lord. So David came along and he built a nice house for himself and was saying, you know, how can I dwell in such a nice place? And God's house has no tiles, no carpet, no air conditioner in the church office, but I have an air conditioner in my house. And so David was someone who was so concerned about God's house. That's right. And he said, Lord, I want to build a house for you. And God said, no. Thank you so much for wanting to build a house for me. Even the thought of wanting to build. You see, let me tell you something. God looks at the heart. God never said about Solomon that you are a man after my own heart. But he said that about David. Solomon built a house for God, but David never built a house, but David thought of it. David had the intention, as my wife is just telling me, and the intention, as my wife will tell you, is very important in, uh, you know, like if there's a crime, in, in whether you are guilty or what you are guilty of. For instance, if you killed somebody and you did not intend to kill the person, it's different from killing the person when you intended to kill the person. There are two different things altogether. I believe the lawyers in the church can uh, tell me whether I'm right. Am I right or am I absolute more? Thank you very much. Amen. And so David had the intention. And there are people who have intentions which they don't intend to fulfill. Very different. Oh, I was going to build it, but you never really intended to really build any church for anything. But David was on his way to really build it. Everybody thinks nice thoughts, but not everyone has intentions which he's intending to fulfill. And, and God looks at the heart. Ladies and gentlemen, stop judging me or anyone else from what you see on the outside. Don't make the mistake Samuel made. Samuel judged and said he was going to appoint somebody else as a king because the guys were nice, tall, nice looking outside and so on. God, God said, look, I mean, I'm surprised that you, prophet, an old prophet like you, you're still judging on the outside. I mean, such a serious mistake. A man of God. And God said to him, are you listening to me? That you, you, you have that heart to build. I love you for that, my son. Oh, I'm going to build a house for you. That was God's response. I will build a house. Verse 10 says, I will build a house for you. Because you want to build a house for me, I will build a house for you. You want to build for me, I build for you. You live for me, I live for you. You build for me, I build for you. I make a house for you because you make a house for me. Is it not in the Bible? Galatians 10, please. Galatians chapter 6.
Galatians, all right? Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7. Let's read it together, please. If you have your Bibles, have you got it? Ready? Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So, Pastor Ato, if you sow a house, you will reap a house. Now, what sort of house? Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to East Legon or to the airport residential area or to the Labonis and the Nyaniba estates of today, you will see many beautiful houses, buildings. Many of those homes do not have happiness. You see, the first home that was built by God was a garden. And the garden was a place of peace, tranquility. Are you listening to me? Are you still around? And God was building a place of happiness. Ladies and gentlemen, you can be in the nicest room, in the nicest building, with the nicest marble all around and the nice lights. And if you don't have peace and love and happiness, you won't even notice the nice lights in your room. You won't even notice the nice marble on the floor. You won't even notice the, the nice expensive chairs you bought. You won't even see them. I'm telling you. You won't even see them. You won't even notice that you are surrounded by nice things. And so when God told David, I'm going to build a house for you, he was even taking it further and was saying that, look, I know you are living somewhere, but I'm going to make a house, a place where you would like to live. You see, ladies and gentlemen, perhaps you have enough money to build a house, but God is saying, I can make a house for you. And when God makes a house for you, you will be happy, you will be content, there will be peace, amen. There will not be fights between husbands and wives. I remember once I saw a husband and wife. I mean, they, they didn't, they, they don't, they're, not, they're not even talking. This one stands there. The wife also sits there. They don't talk. Oh, thank you. They don't talk. They don't, they don't, they don't chat. They don't have anything to say. And they're quarreling. And they've been quarreling for some time. And the quarrel is going on and on and on. And it's becoming more and more and more bitter. And more and more and more horrible. It is said that the next door neighbor of hell is an unhappy home, unhappy marriage, just next to hell. It's true. You might as well just go to hell because you are just next door neighbors. You might as well just go to hell. How many want a happy home? I used to walk around when I was... Uh, living in the airport. I've also lived in a nice place before. And uh, I used to walk around sometimes to pray in the evenings. And I, I see so many houses. One day as I was walking around, you, sometimes you see the cars. I mean, different kinds of cars of the latest versions, Isaac. And you will see cars. And one day the Lord told me, many other people in this house are not happy people. Beautiful homes. Many of them with swimming pools. But no happiness. God is promising you one thing. If you build a house for God, God will build a house for you. It's a, it's a deal. It's a deal. I said it is a deal. What does it mean to build God's house? It means to pay your tithes. It's first step. Let, let me tell you something. If you don't pay your tithe, don't bother to give thanksgiving offerings. We want to thank God for a successful uh, engagement yesterday. We want to thank God for a successful, uh, well, how do you call it? Um, successful wedding. We want to thank God for our birthday of 14 years. And you don't pay your tithes and offerings. My friend, don't deceive anybody. Oh, yeah. Don't bother to come and give those thanksgiving offerings if you don't pay your tithe. Tithe is the first step if you are dealing with the church and you don't want to pay tithes. You might as well just be around. 
Because it is your ties that can make some material difference to what we are doing. Look across at that building there. Ask yourself how much it is. How much it costs to, to, to build such a thing. How many government institutions can build such a, a, a thing? Look at this toilet that is there. Government has not been able to build it all these years. We built it for them. Look at the street lights that we have here. There's no street light in Collegon except here. Look at the other buildings that we have. Look at the missionaries that we sent to different parts of the world. Kenya, Uganda, Swaziland, South Africa, Zimbabwe, uh, Central Africa, uh, Sierra Leone, Liberia, all these places. Look at the people that we, we have in all these places financing the work. Lagos, Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire. We are trying to buy a church building in, in Nigeria costing so many thousands of dollars. Where does, where, where, how do we sustain it? When you come around and you just throw in a five thousand, look, when you, take, when you take out an offering, have you got money there? Isaac, money, money, money. You are one of the richest uh, members in the church. Yeah, squeeze, squeeze it. Squeeze. Everybody look at his hand. You see, when people are giving offerings, how many have noticed that the hand is like this? How much can go into such a squeezed hand? Not more than 5,000 CDs, which is about 60 cents or 70 cents. US dollar, because the cement is priced related to the dollar. So when we come along with our little whatever, when in reality you can give much more to God, look, you cannot throw dust into anybody's eyes. If you are in the church and you want to support the church, support it properly. Just as the government also does not need uh, uh, peanuts from you, the government takes 30%, 35%, 40% in some places, 55%. Tax. They can, t- they can charge. And God says, bring to my house, first of all, your tithes. You can't pay your tithe, don't pay. Just don't pay. Be around and don't pay. Don't come and throw that to anybody. We want to thank the Lord for uh, 14 years of our life and uh, happy birthday and happy marriage. Please, just don't deceive anybody, all right? You are not deceiving anyone. Amen. And I was bringing my Thanksgiving offering, but because of what the man has said, I won't bring the offering again. You have to decide to be a real person. And God is saying that one of the steps to building your own house is to build the house of the Lord. I am a giver. I don't preach things that I don't do. I don't easily pretend. If I support you, you know that I support you. Straight away. If I don't support you, you know that I don't support you. That's why it's difficult for me to talk about politics without letting you know who I, who I believe in and who I don't believe in. Because I, I'm not shy about it. I'm very sure about the things that I believe. Even if I'm wrong, I'm sure about the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, at least I have a conviction. Yeah. Some people don't believe in it. They don't know what they believe. Amen. How many steps do you have to build in a house? Are you going to build a house? Are you going to build your own house? All right. Next step. Interpret the season of building. Interpret the season for building. All right, turn with me to Genesis chapter 41. We are just ending. Genesis chapter 41. And then the next step, which is number nine, is related. So let me give that to you. Build as a form of savings. Build as a form of savings. All right? Build as a form of savings. God, everybody wants to save money for, save something for a rainy day. All right, for a rainy day. A rainy day. Well, Genesis chapter 41, and we are going to read from verse number one. Now, it happened at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream. And behold, he was standing by the Nile, and lo, from the Nile, there came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed in the marsh grass. And behold, seven other cows came up after them from the Nile, ugly and gaunt or lean. And they stood by the other cows on the bank of the Nile. And the ugly and gaunt cows 
What does your Bible say? The, the what counts? The lean? The seven lean cows. All right. Ate up the seven sleek and fat cows. And then Pharaoh awoke. And he fell asleep and dreamed a second time. And behold, seven ears of grain came up on a single stalk, plump and good. Then behold, seven ears, thin and scorched by the east wind, sprouted up after them. And the thin ears swallowed up the seven plump and full ears. Ears, as my wife says. Then Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. You look like a dream. Verse 8. Now it came about in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and so he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them to Pharaoh. Amen. Hallelujah. This is an old story we knew from Sunday school. Seven fat cows, seven lean cows, seven lean cows ate up the seven fat cows. Is that not so? Are you there? Are you still around? Are you still here? Hello? Hello? Can I speak to you, please? All right? Okay, still around? Okay, now, seven lean cows ate up the seven fat cows. This thing should tell you to respect your dreams. I dreamt and I saw a snake. Yeah. Cows were seen in dreams. I dreamt and I saw an antelope. Don't just throw it away. Dreams are important. Amen? Dreams are important. So just remember that dreams are important. Now let's go. And so you know the story. They called for Joseph and Joseph interpreted the dream. But that is where two important revelations come to mind. All right? Notice verse number 30, 29 or verse 25. Now Joseph said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's dreams are one and the same. God has told to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. And the dreams are one and the same. And the seven lean and ugly cows that came up after the seven years, and the seven thin years, scorched by the east wind, shall be seven years of famine. And it is as I have spoken to Pharaoh, God has shown to Pharaoh what he is about to do. Behold, seven years of great abundance are coming in all the land of Egypt. And after them, seven years of famine will come, and all their abundance will be forgotten. Huh. Did you see that? Yeah. All the abundance will be forgotten. Forgotten. You forget that once you were so blessed. All right. In the land of Egypt, so the famine will ravage the land. Verse 31. So the abundance will be unknown in the land because of that subsequent famine. For it will be very severe. Verse 32. Now as for the repeating of the dream to Pharaoh twice, it means that the matter is determined by God. And God will quickly bring it about. And now let Pharaoh look for a man. Now we are coming to the important part. A man discerning and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. And let Pharaoh take action to appoint overseers in charge of the land. And let him exact a fifth, a fifth, 20%. Everybody say 20%. 20% of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven years of abundance. Then let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming and store. Everybody say store. That's a key word. Underline it store. All right. I want you to underline store and I want you to underline a fifth. You see the word a fifth is in verse 34. And then you see the word store in verse 35. Store up. Store up. All right. Store up the grain for food in the cities under Pharaoh's authority and let them guard it and let the food become as a reserve everybody underline the word reserve what do you have in your version reserve verse 36 let it become a reserve or lay up for the land for the seven years of famine which will occur in the land of egypt so that the land may not perish during the famine now the proposal seemed good to pharaoh and to all his servants. Now listen carefully. God is showing us right here. 
Are you listening to me? We are, we are getting to the end of the message. Sit up, everybody. Sit up. Tell the person next to you, I came to church to receive something. Oh, I said, tell the person next to you, I came to church to receive something. And your sleepiness is not going to uh, put me to sleep. Amen. Listen, we are just ending. Listen carefully. What was the step I gave you? Interpret the season. Now listen, life is made up of seasons. It's not always rainy season. And it's not always dry season. If you think it's always going to be rainy season, brother, God didn't make life to be made up of one season. Otherwise, life will be boring. If women were fertile all the time, man, we have a baby every year. But God made them to be fertile seasonally. You can only become pregnant 12 times in a year as a woman. Only 12 opportunities. Because seasonally, God shuts off your fertility. But off. We're going for 28 days. We'll come back. I'll give you a chance again. Then he opens the fertility again for just a day. And then he shuts it off for the rest of the cycle. And then he comes back and gives you fertility period again. It's not always going to be the sun shining on you at times. It's going to be the moon. It's a fact of life. It's a reality you've got to face, brother. And so you must interpret the season. When the season comes for building and you do not build, brother, you will not build. Moses, uh, Joseph told Pharaoh, said, lay up. Because a time is coming. eh? You wouldn't even remember how blessed you were. And so everyone must be able to interpret the season of your life. And when the season of your life comes where you can build and you can do certain things and you do not do it, a time will come where you will never be able to do it. And when that time is past, you just ask yourself and say, Wow! There are people who have lived abroad who have earned a lot of money. They cannot know where is the money. Sometimes the people abroad, you know, they, somebody abroad earns, let's say, just $1,000 a month. It looks so little over there. But $1,000 here is 7 million CDs. A lot of people here would like to earn 7 million CDs a month. And in fact, if I gave you 7 million CDs every month, you can build a nice house for, with it. Within a year, you have a very beautiful house. 7 million, you can buy the land. Is that not so, Pastor Eddie? You can buy the land. And what else can you do? You can get an architect, talk to him. He will draw the drawings, a draftsman, a draftsman can, or you can draw your house yourself. You say, I want a room here, a room here, a room here, a room here. And it will be drawn. Simple. Although I'm not a trained architect, I'm one of the best architects around. Oh, yeah. You can, you can draw. I said, you know what? I want a big room, a small room. A room here, a room here, a room here. Share out the, this space. You share it on a paper. And you, you, you design your house. I, I was telling the people about I said, look, don't forget to send your mother $50. Or your auntie or your cousin or somebody who you love. He said, oh, but it's only $50. $50 is a lot of money in Ghana now, you know. 50 times 7 is how much? 350000 more than a lot of people's salary. How many would like to receive $50 from Massachusetts tomorrow? Raise up your hand if you'd like to receive. Yeah. <laughs> I see you receiving it in Jesus' name. You shall be remembered. You see, some of you are like Joseph in the prison. You have sent people out from the prison and they have gone to Pharaoh's palace, but they have forgotten you in the prison. But from today, they shall remember you in Jesus' name. So you, you must interpret and say that, yeah, this is the time to build. Now, build it. Do it. You can do it. Start to do something. Believe God to do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. I say you can do it. Yeah. A time will come when you will regret not doing it. 
if you don't do it now. And me, I, I don't need a house. As for me, I, 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 I'm staying in my mother's house. Look, you can't stay in your mother's house all your life. And one day you will have children. And your children will also need somewhere to stay. Hey, but my mother's house is very big. Oh, my children will get one room each. Oh. Brother, you have to grow up out of... 42 years old, you are still with your mother. Amen. How many want your children, when your children are getting married, you give them a house and say, son... This is your wedding present. Instead of giving glasses and clocks. When I got married, I had, I could have opened a shop for clocks. I had so many clocks and so many glasses. It took us many years to break all of them. <laughs> How many experienced the same thing when you got married? You had a lot of clocks and glasses. It takes a long, but you break all. Gradually, you break them as time goes by. You haven't... You haven't yet bought. Rabbi Saka has not bought for 10 years. He's not bought glasses because of wedding glasses. <laughs> there is a time. A time for building. When it passes, you'll be surprised that your strength is gone. And you look at yourself. <gasps> Even old age, the strength to do certain things. It, it will not be there. When you are... Where is the mason? <laughs> Madam, he's at the back. But he has gone. <laughs> they told you that he's at the back. And he came early in the morning, has gone to buy KNK. All our lives. Nobody is around. Tell him that he should uh, plaster all these prayers. And I will come in the evening to see him. Okay. Then you go. You come back. Ah, where is the mason? Ah, when he went to buy Kenke, he fell inside the gutter. He, has, he hasn't come back. And you are there. You can't chase them. Your eyes are not open to see all these struggles and hustles. You buy land. Somebody comes to build on it fast. Because in Ghana, the law is, if you reach lintel level, the land is for you. So when somebody builds on your, on your land up to a place, it's, it's for him. That's all. You can only organize hooligans to go and break the house. That's all. So that you say that it's not up to little level. That's the law. That's why we have land guards. Guards of land. In Ghana. Guards of land. <laughs> Brother, I came to tell you by the anointing of the Holy Ghost of my, upon my life for you, as God's servant for you, if this is a season for building, build. Interpret the season. God told, Joseph, God told Pharaoh through Joseph, he said, look, look, a time will come here. He won't even be able to, to do it. When I see my father-in-law, I like using my father-in-law as a good example. My father-in-law is 80 years old. He's a blessed man, he's a rich man. <laughs> Recently, I was just watching him as he was buying new cars and so on. 80 years old. None of his children looks after him. His buildings look after him. Because he was a builder. Even up to now, he still builds. You see him at this age, 80 years, standing there, organizing cement. Build, build. Always building something. Sometimes when my mother-in-law is trying to tell him to rest, I said, I don't agree with you. Let him build. More work, more life. 50% of people die within the two years after they retire. So don't retire. Because otherwise you fall into some 50% that you can easily hear. <laughs> Say, I refuse to retire. Keep on building. Keep on building. Decide to build. Next step. What did I say? Use, build as a form of savings. Now, how much savings are we supposed to have? The Bible says a fifth of what you are getting in should be used as a reserve, as a layup. 20%. So calculate your income and see if you can use 20 Most of us cannot. But see if you can use 20%. Our income is so some way because of the economy. 
because of the collapse of the economy. All right? But if the economy was not collapsed, you could look at your income and take 20% off. off and save it but not CDs save no CDs thou shalt become poor (laughs) the best form of saving in Ghana and in any part of the world is a house build a house as your savings Amy I like money I like to say just build a house your money will be there I remember some time ago our church we bought some houses oh the price of the house now and the price of the house when we bought those houses, you can't even compare. So if you wanted to save the money, we have saved and gained so much more. You calculate. So your savings are your houses. Me, I'm going to save my money. I've got um, this thing. Uh, uh, what do you call uh, uh, this thing? 100,000. I'm going to put 100,000 at the, at the bank. You'll be in Ghana with us when they will say that $1 is 100,000 CDs. You'll be, you'll be very surprised. Nobody would have believed some years ago if we had said that $1, $1 will be 7,000 CDs. One year and some months ago, $1 was 2,300 CDs. And I know that because we bought a property and that was the rate. 2,300, and it was, at that time, it started to go up 2,005, 2,800, and that was 2,300. And we are here, 7,000. And I feel that if they leave the dollar to be the real, leave the city to come to its real price, one dollar will be about 50,000 cities. You'll be surprised. So the best savings, so see buildings as you say. So I have decided that, I don't, somebody said, I know the BNI, so they always go around asking questions about me. And investigating me and so on. And I believe that best savings build. I'd rather have a cement block than to have a thousand cities. How many agree with me? It's better to have a cement block than to have a thousand cities. Eight years ago, I was building my house. One bag of cement was 1,450 cities. One bag of cement of 1,450 cities. Today, how much is one bag of cement? Uh, Johnson, how much is one bag of cement? 27,000 cities. So our economy is very good. Things are getting better. We are going forward. Oh, forward. Amen? So build as a form of savings. And the last point is use what God has put in your hands. Don't wait for some kind of mysterious something to fall from the sky. Use what you have. Maybe your mother has given you land. There are some people, they don't have anything, but they have land. Some families, they don't have anything, but they have one plot of land. Brother, you personally take your pickaxe and go and dig your trenches. Ask the architect to show you where to dig. Just tell him, show me where to dig. And dig it. Then it will be there. Then buy five bags of cement. Then buy one trip of stones. Put it there. How much is one trip of stones? 100,000. 300,000. <laughs> Johnson, how much is one trip of stones? Oh, Johnson, give us a normal trip for a normal small tipper track. 1.2 million. No, 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 no. The ordinary builders here, 300,000. 300, so you buy one, 300,000, and you put it there. And slowly use what you have. And do it. Use it. Use it. Use what you have. I am waiting for uh, this thing. Uh, what do you? Uh, uh, Five thousand dollars. My sister in uh, this place, Virginia, she is coming to give me that uh, this thing. Uh, how do you say? Five thousand. 
Genesis chapter 1, verse 29. Then God said, Then God said, Behold, I have given you every, every, every plant yielding seed on the surface of the earth and every tree which has its food yielding seed, and it shall be food to you. God provided for Adam. And he said in Genesis 1.29, Behold, I have given to you everything. Everything. I've given you the plants to eat. Something in your hand. Don't be proud and want to do great things. People have said to me, You must live at East Legon. You must be here. You must do this. But I said, Look, what I have is what I have. Don't try to push me into something that I don't have and I cannot afford. Amen. Can I have a better amen from the church? Yeah. Use what in your hand and go step by step by step by step by step. When I moved into my house, there were no louvers in my house. Do you know what a house without louvers is? It means that wind just blows across. Wind just blows across. But that's what I had. And I moved. A large part of my house was uncompleted. I was sure of electricity and water. That's all. And I was in. And I was, I've been in the house. Even as of today, I have workers still working in my house. Up till now. And I've been there for many years. I have what I have. is what I have. That's all. That's all. I remember Saki too has what he has. Yeah. Don't you have what you have? Sure. Yes. And Pastor Eddie also has what he has. Oh. Pastor Jake too has what he has. Yeah. And Pastor too has what he has. You have what you have is what you have. And you just flow with it. Don't let people push you into highfalutin ideas. If the place you can build is Nima, be there and be in it and build it. I'm, I'm waiting for uh, this thing. Um, uh, what do you say it? Uh, 5,000. 5,000? Very few people can give you $5,000. You'll wait forever. My pastor, one of my pastors, he called me and said, I'm moving to my house. You go to his house, cement on the floor. No, you see the roofing sheet like that. No, silly. He was in the house. He called me to say that he has moved into his own house. I said, God bless. Gradually, even up to now, it's not finished. And he's blessed. And you will come one day and point at him and say, yeah, he's stealing a church money. He's not stealing a church money. He's saving. He's saving all the rent he would have ever paid. And all that. What he has is what he is using. What he is built. That's what he is in. And you will come one day and say that, eh, they are all thieves. Eh, these pastors, they are, there's no thief in the, in the church. If we were thieves, we would not be here by now. The real thieves are around. You can see. Every road that is not made in Ghana, the money is with somebody. Is with somebody. Go and ask them. So use what you have. And decide, everybody. If you, you are here, say, hey, me, I have said my savings are stanchard. Oh. I was sitting with a finance man. I said, I told him, I don't have any confidence in the banks. I, don't, I said, why should I save my money in the bank? My friend, he went to England in 1980, whatever. 6,000 CDs. He paid 6,000 CDs for his ticket to go to London. Supposing he had said, okay, I'm saving my, my money at Standard Chartered Bank, 6,000 CDs. By now, how much interest would he have had? It would have become maybe, let's say it had even doubled, Pastor Two. Doubled. But it doesn't double. Does money double just like that? If they add a percentage, 6,000 plus, let's say 10, 20%, how much would it have been now? It would have been... Um, 7,000 or 8,000 cities. And a ticket to London is now 7 million cities. Same thing even, even in London. If you had 1,000 pounds 20 years ago and 1,000 pounds today, they are very different things. Everywhere your building is your best savings. And people will one day look at you and point at you and say, it's rich, A. Lighthouse people, they are rich. Amen. We receive it. We are rich. How many receive it that we are rich? Ah. Save your money. Don't be a man of pleasures. When I was in a relationship, when, even when, I had, when we had a child, I mean, we've never bought, uh, what do you call that thing? Baby, uh, what? 
baby food. What, what do they call that thing? Uh, uh, no, there's a, the beech nut. There's some baby food and serilac. Oh, is it serilac? Not serilac. Uh, SMA. Is it SMA? And uh, those things. Ah. When my wife's breast milk was finished, we, we went for cocoa. And cocoa, you add a tablespoon of oil to it. And then sometimes you add uh, granite paste or so. It makes it a, oh, vitamins, more, more vitamins. More. Why should I go and buy, why should I go and buy white man's uh, food for my children? Uh, me, my, my baby, she doesn't like, and she likes only American food. Yeah. Yeah, your baby likes only American. How does your baby know the difference between American food and Ghanaian food? Never, we never, never. I told my wife, I told my wife, I'm a doctor. I know that you add, uh, what, this cocoa, uh, what, fish powder. That is what I wanted to, to remember. Fish powder. Just add fish powder, sprinkle it to the thing. You mix it. That is what my children, and they are alive. They are well, they are strong. Uh, with the, uh, with this thing, uh, uh, what do you call this, uh, uh, this thing from Abrochi? I mean, that's what my baby likes. My baby, she doesn't like certain things. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you don't have a house. All your house is inside your stomach. You have built it, roof, furnish, uh, carpet, and everything is inside your stomach. Media, my child, the shoes that he wears, uh, in fact, uh, is it, look, your child can wear shoes that another child has finished wearing. That. The children's feet become big just now. When you put it on, it's finished. What's the struggle? When this one finished, this one has it. This one has it. This one has it. Within a few months, they can't wear the thing. I mean, my child's foot is different from other, other foots. My sister gives us clothes, uh, she's finished wearing it, give it to Daniela, give it to this, uh, Reverend Saki, oh, we, we always give her, his boys are uh, smaller than ours, you give them shoes, when you finish it, here, you wear it smaller than your boy. Uh, hey, so Reverend Saki has been using uh, this thing, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, this thing, uh, home second hand shoe. No, no. But he has a house, he's using a home second hand shoe, but he has a house. Do you have a house? Do you have a house? Do you have a house? All your house is inside your stomach. And then it will come up. When I was in a relationship, I never used money to enter a relationship. Money. Okay, I'm impressing the young lady, okay, in Yeshika, I'm going to spread, uh, Darren, uh, Yanko Riga, why? No, I never, I never, never. Once we go and buy spring rolls, do you know spring rolls? One portion spring rolls, we will sit in the car, eat it, and we'll, let's go home. That's all. That's what we could afford. I never had, I never impressed, I never, I never impressed. I believe in real things, that's why I don't like impressionist things. Uh, you have, I'm going to buy this things for my beloved. Uh, she likes uh, this type of, uh, how do you call it? Um, uh, what, flowers? And uh, then hot, hot again. Cards, uh, this uh, big things. So, impre- brother, the card, all you say, I love you. And then the card has worked for you. <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't buy cards. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy all this. But I'm saying that, look, be realistic. People are not, calculate your things. I mean, my baby uses uh, this thing. How do you call it? When they are going to toilet inside the paper, what is it called? <laughs> uh, what is it called? P- pampers. I mean, we can't wash uh, this in toilet in the house like that. Too. We are using pampers. How much is one of the pampers? $7,500 for one. Maybe you may need to use it. 
Maybe you may need to use it. Fine. Occasionally. Or whatever. And we, we can't wash in uh, this in, uh, uh, what do you call this every day? Uh, washing, washing. No, we can't wash in. Ain't it now? You know, get a house. But I see you building a house in Jesus' name. Listen, there are several house builders anointed in the church today in Jesus' name. Now, listen, when you finish building your first house, start your second one. Because, because you see, it's still the season of, uh, of, of, of building. You get what I'm saying? So continue. It's your savings. It's your savings. You don't stop putting the 20% till the seven years are over. So when you finish the first one, continue the second one. And then the third one, and then the fourth. Can't you see rich people, when they are dying, they say, he has so many houses. He has a house here, a house here, a house here, a house here, a house. At a certain period of their life, they built. Oh, receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus. Wives, if you are married to a husband who does not be- believe in building, speak wisdom into his ears. When you tell him and he's not listening, when he's asleep, lay hands on him and say, Father, I cast out the spirit of foolishness. But foolishness, say it under breath. Because if he's hearing, ah, when he wakes up, it will not be easy for you in the house. So say, Father, I cast out the spirit in Jesus' name. Quarrel with him over building a house. Tell him we don't have a future if we don't have a house. Let's do something. Let's build. Let's use your money and my money. Let's build a house. We can't depend on your father's house and on your mother's house forever. One day, your husband may be dead. And where will you go? They will come for the house. The people that he's working for say, eh, move out. We are giving you three months. Eh, I know you are a widow and everything, but uh, three months' time. There are more people who want the house. I'm sorry about everything, okay? Just move out by three months. So it's the reality of life. If you work for Barclays Bank and you are dead, they will come for the house when, you, when it's over. But I see you building a house. Ladies and gentlemen, our time is up. God bless you. Those of us watching by television, remember... 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. When a man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. God bless you and join us again next time. Stand to your feet. All right. Just lift your hand and receive wisdom. Wisdom to build. Wisdom to think in a certain way. Wisdom to progress in this life. Father, we thank you for your wisdom which you give us in Jesus' mighty, mighty, mighty name. Thank you that many people here have been anointed to acquire, to save in the form of buildings, Lord. To use the little that we have today and tomorrow and yesterday and to use it step by step to improve. Thank you for continuation of building. Next year we shall build. The year after we shall build. We shall put something down, Lord, for the future. Oh, thank you for the seasons that you give us that we are going to use with your great wisdom. We say, hallowed be your name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now, as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to give your life to Jesus? You want to be born again? You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift your right hand up high. God bless you. Lift it up high. I'm going to pray a special prayer with you. So lift it up high. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but deep down in your heart, you want to be born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All those who have lifted up your hands, I want you to come to me in the front here, and I'm going to pray specially with you right in front here amen come come from where you are come from where you are lifted up your hand come to me in the front here come from where you lifted your hand all the way here i'm going to pray with you your life will never be the same amen you want to be born again come to me in the front here let's pray say this prayer say lord jesus forgive me for my sins i receive you as my savior come into my heart write my name in the book of life. From today, I am yours. I will serve you. I will follow you. So help me God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Go with our pastor this way.
right? Praise the Lord Jesus. Father, thank you for the ability to build and to do what you have called us to do. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.